back to Edge the Edges, the show where we do the work of closing the ideological divide. We get knee to knee virtually, and we share the stories of those folks who have taken it upon themselves to do a good thing, to step up, to step out, to serve the public good, often everyday ordinary people who are doing outsized things, things that benefit us all. Today, our very special guest is Pedro Pete Marin, and he is a candidate for the Georgia House of Representatives, District 96. Pedro, thank you for being on the show. Thank you very much for the opportunity. And you have to spell Marin, you know, Pedro Marin. You know, it's, it's, we always have that say, Pedro Rafael Marin de Fillo. But in Atlanta, I'm Pete Marin. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And so we, we also have to recognize that in order to share the story, and do this right, guys. You know, you heard me say this on episodes before. We endeavor to always say it the right way. So Pete Marin in Atlanta got it. What up, yo? We're talking to, we're talking to Mr. Marin. Did Marie. I say that well? Marin. You got, you got, you got to roll that R. Marie. Yes, you got to roll that R. That is absolutely critical. <laughs> absolutely, Pedro. So, you know, as ever, right, we need to share the story. So that's what we want to do. And you have a very powerful story. I believe, and you're deeply entrenched in Gwinnett County. And we want folks to know that for those that don't know, because you know often enough, especially with new folks coming into the electorate to vote, they don't have an understanding of what's going on locally. And that's important. That's something that we really have to change. So please, Mr. Marin, would you share us, share with us, grace us with your story? Yes, well, I'm, it's like I say, the, the two-minute uh, elevator speech. Um, well, I'm born and raised in uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico. Uh, moved to Georgia in 1995 as a corporate transfer. Moved with my wife. My son was 10 at the time. Uh, so we moved here. Uh, we were in the sunglasses, optical frame business, Puerto Rico and the Caribbean. They extended my territory. So we got we, we landed in Atlanta. We net. Uh, uh, Peachtree Corners to be a sack. Uh, we're here in 95. Three months later, I got a call saying that the company has been bought. Uh, I, I, I represented a company that uh, home base was Italy and I was under North America uh, division and uh, I got I got a, one of those calls saying, you know, we, we've been bought. Uh, it's going to take about six months to a year for the merger. Uh, my wife, of course, uh, you know, we were, wow, what happened? You know, she wanted to go back. Uh, we wa I wanted to stay, my son too. Uh, and what I did was uh, I reinvent myself around nonprofits. Uh, and, and why nonprofits? Uh, in the 1990s, uh, Latinos grew over 300%. Uh, there was two states, Arkansas and uh, Georgia, that grew over 300%. Uh, why Georgia? Well, in the 90s, something big happened, uh, which was the Olympics. And uh, there was uh, uh, a need uh, for workers to finish uh, uh, all the venues, villas, uh, all the stadium, all that. So that's, and that's, a, that's, that's a true story. So uh, workers came uh, from south of the border, mostly. Uh, they finished the 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 venues, everything, stadium. We had a successful uh, Olympics. 
a worker state, brought their families. Atlanta was booming at that time. So there was a need in the nonprofit area that um, there was not really a program or initiative uh, to cater to that growing Latino community. So I started with the Boy Scouts. I'm an I'm a old scout, by God. Uh, uh, in fact, I, I work as a, as a professional in Puerto Rico with the Boy Scouts. My son, when uh, he, he was a professional with the Northeast Georgia Council. So I started uh, doing what they called those days back in the, what, the 90s, uh, Operation First Class uh, with the Boy Scouts and Northeast Georgia Council. So with that, I changed to uh, housing. Uh, I, I, went, I was a case manager for Family Connection also as well, catering to the growing Latino community in five elementary schools in Winnet County. My office was at Rockbridge Elementary in Norcross. So again, uh, helping families get settled. You know, we had a, 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 a clothing closet. We had a food pantry, all, all those needs. Uh, from there, uh, I went to Winnet Housing Resource Partnership, which was a nonprofit helping uh, uh, in the housing issues, rental assistance, transitional housing, uh, all the things that had to be with housing. In fact, uh, 1999, I took the, the initiative to do uh, the first time home buyer workshop entirely in Spanish. Uh, so uh, now they do it in all languages, of course, but... Uh, you know, we brought an attorney, we brought a, a closing attorney, a realtor, you know, consumer credit counseling was with us. So we did we did several of those. That was back in 1999. So from there, um, I was fortunate to be asked to be the executive director uh, of a nonprofit. Uh, the name of the uh, nonprofit was the Mexican Center of Atlanta. Uh, you know, I'd say the, a Puerto Rican, the executive director of the Mexican Center of Atlanta, I did that for two and a half years. I learned so much about the Mexican culture, about the Mexican uh, community. Uh, what happened was that in 2001, uh, former Governor Roy Barnes, <clears throat> excuse me, former Governor Roy Barnes did a commission on Hispanic affairs. He did two commissions, one in Asian affairs, one in Hispanic affairs. And I had a group of leaders that re recommended me uh, to the governor uh, to be part of that uh, commission. So that was my first time meeting the governor, going to the Capitol. Uh, and then uh, in 2002, with redistricting, there was an open seat where I live. And I, again, I had a group of leaders uh, ask me to run for office, which I did. Uh, once I became an elected official, I went back to my board uh, and uh, I resigned of being the executive director. And then I became uh, a business consultant, which I do, that's, I've been doing that for the last 20 years. So now I got elected in 2002. I swore in, I had the honor of uh, swearing in uh, in 2003 as uh, one of the first Latino members of the Georgia General Assembly. And uh, my, my story is, is it has been great, has truly been an honor. I've been in office 20 years. I've, I've seen a lot of changes. Uh, I think a lot, I've seen a lot of things happen uh, to the state, uh, uh, fortunately, uh, I'm still I'm still standing, uh, and that's a testament of, you know, my 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 constituents. I think I, you know, I always say that we go every two years to a job interview. If I'm doing a good job, you retain me. If I'm doing a bad job, you replace me. So again, you know, uh, it it just has been a great run so far.
that is an awesome story. That is an incredibly awesome story, Pedro. I really do appreciate you taking the time to share it with us. And it, it speaks to, for me, from my perspective, it speaks a great deal to your commitment to the community, which I think is, is very important. And a lot of the venues that you've put your foot in, the vectors, the paths you've taken, it always seems to take into account the people you engage and you provide and do the work of whatever's necessary to give them some necessary uplift. And as time has gone by, that need has not pulled back or changed. It's still there. Some may say in these post-pandemic times, more aggressively so than ever before. So, and I, and I love that, that final part you put on there, which leads me to my next question, right? You know, we, we often talk of, you know, primarying a person when it's necessary. And you can't do that if folks don't step up to vote or they don't understand. You know, we've got folks in certain positions around this state that, frankly, are terrifying. And we're hoping and praying that some folks will step up and do the right thing, at least from our perspective. In your space, the folks have called upon you time and time again, and they've kept you exactly where you are because you continue to meet the need. How do you feel about the environment in District 96 and Gwinnett in today's heightened environment where we know that the opposition on the other side, they're fractured, which some think is a wonderful thing. Some think it's a sad thing, but they, I don't know a better way to say it. They've got this authoritarian streak running through their party. And that's scary in terms of our, our country's future. What is the, what does it look like on the ground from your perspective, sir? Oh, what I what I say is that you know one of the things that I have done uh, in my years, and I had that conversation the other day uh, with a group of folks, and one of them asked me, I say, well, what Pedro, what will be your legacy? And I said, well, you know, what I responded was, you know, legacy is that when you retire uh, uh, or you're out of, you're doing, you're finishing something I'm, I'm not ready to i'm not done yet let me yeah. put it that way but that made me that made me think what 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 i have done in my in my last 20 years in office besides uh doing bills sponsoring bills you know being a voice uh for the voiceless uh uh you know trying to get them a seat at the table but what i have done is uh i became a bridge uh between the diverse communities of the state of georgia and state government. Uh, so if you go back, you know, I was the first one that brought the Vietnamese community to the state capital, mm -hmm. uh, the Latinos, of course, uh, Korean community at the state capital, the Muslim. I, I was one of the first one that embraced the Muslim community after 9-11. Uh, so again, you know, I have I have become that bridge. Now, you know, they still call me, <laughs> believe <laughs> me. They still call me because right now I got, um, uh, uh, this coming two weeks, I got uh, several Vietnamese and Korean events, and of course, we're celebrating the Hispanic Heritage Month starting September 15 to October 15, uh, and I have maybe five speaking engagement uh, on, on 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 those days. So, but what but I think it's important that you know we are we are a very diverse state, and and Winnet County is one of the most diverse counties in the region, you know, and, and District 96, it's it's also, you know, I got I got schools that speaks 
over 100 languages in those schools. So again, I think that is important because again, my constituency uh, that, you know, I, I cater and, and, and I care uh, for everyone. And, and not because, you know, you have a different race, you have a different accent, uh, you have a different color that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna be there. So, you know, it, it is important. So I, I think, you know, has helped me uh, understand that, you know, uh, these are voters. These are folks that uh, helps the economy. You know, I always have said that, you know, that might be your pharmacist, uh, you know, a, 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 an immigrant will be, probably will be your pharmacist, probably will be your doctor, probably will be your landscaper, construction, you know, engineer, so, so co-workers. So, so again, uh, uh, you know, we're a very diverse community and I think uh, uh, I have tried to uh, uh, kind of a, uh, place them uh, uh, in, 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 the, uh, in, the, in the place that, that they belong. I think that's important because, you know, when, when you ask the Vietnamese, let's do the Vietnamese day at the Capitol, you know, they come in and with their, with their, with their, with their uh, typical gowns and, and everything. And of course, everybody's welcoming because again, they understand a lot of my, my fellow legislature colleagues understand the diverse communities. And, and of course you cannot underestimate that, that, that growing uh, diversity that is, is, is making this a great state. So I think that's, that has been uh, uh, my, my role uh, in, in the last uh, 20 years. Uh, you know, and, and again, I'm not saying that I haven't done anything on the economy. Uh, uh, I haven't done anything on health, education. I've been in the forefront of those types of legislation that will help the state, of course. In fact, I became, uh, uh, between all my first, uh, uh, I became the first legislature to bring a bill uh, signed by the governor, and which was uh, what we called uh, HB uh, uh, 104, 144, I'm sorry, uh, uh, which was what they called the graffiti bill. And it was to use inmate labor uh, to clean over gang-related graffiti as a compensation to homeowners and business owners. And, and uh, you know, my first, I would say my first four, four or five, six years uh, in the House of Representatives, I was very, uh, 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 I was a voice against gangs. Uh, uh, and I was doing a lot of gang prevention uh, discussions amongst my community. Uh, uh, and, and again, you know, I, I remember, I remember I was uh, with uh, investiga investigator Marcos Silva uh, at, a, at, a, at a house and, you know, uh, we went in and the, 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 the son had a padlock in his room. Uh, and when, when we came in with the permission, of course, of the, uh, of the, of the family, you know, hardcore gang member. Uh, uh, so I, I remember this is a, a little, uh, I remember that I brought a, a, a piece of, no, a, a note that it was uh, uh, confiscated in one of the schools. I'm not gonna mention what, which school, but it was a graffiti. So hmm. I, I put it in the, uh, in the teleprompter in the House of Representatives when I was presenting this bill. And then I was asking, uh, uh, you know, to my, my colleagues, what does it say? And of course, you know, nobody knew. You know, my colleagues were joking. Oh, that's in Spanish. Oh, blah blah blah. 
but 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 again, when when I came with the reality of telling them what that note was saying was eye opener, and 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 it says, uh, "Amen, uh, bring your bring the guns to school, uh, put it in the gym bag. Let's see after school. Amen. I'm serious. Bring that gun to school." So again, when I when I when I explain my colleagues uh, uh, what that graffiti was saying, it it was it was voted overwhelmingly. You know, and he passed, and he passed in the Senate, and he went to the to the to the governor's desk. That was uh, Sonny Perdue, uh, former governor Sonny Perdue at that time. Uh, uh, and and again, as as so, I I spent that four or five years, and I did uh, uh, a lowering bill, uh, trying to uh, get uh, 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 folks from the parking lot because, as you know, gang members use the parking lot of the schools. To recruit members and everything, so you know, a, a, a more secured schools. So, and and I'm glad that now you go to school. And sad to say, and I and I, you know, feel 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 bad for for all the shootings and all the all the all the parents that had lost, uh, you know, children uh, because of gun violence. Uh, uh, but now you know you have to you have to record yourself. You have to add ID. There's so many. There's so many uh, security. Uh, things. Uh, but then fast forward, you know, uh, I, I was part of the legislation that changed the state flag. I was part of the conversation as part of the legislation also as well in 2006 when we created the tax incentive for the movie industry. And we see what how successful that has been. This is an industry over 10, 12 billion dollars a year in the state of Georgia. So again, there's so many there's so many things that I've done in my 20 years, uh, uh, and like I say, I'm I'm not done yet. I'm 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 ready to go back uh, in in 2023 and keep up my my work. Absolutely, absolutely. So would would you find that you know because as you described it, that is the hard work of trying to close the divide and moving legislation forward that everyone can sign off on and understand. Do you find in the current climate that that has become more difficult to reach across the aisle and tell a story and move a piece of legislation that can garner enough votes to get it done? I, it's it's it has it's been difficult. Uh, I'm not I'm not gonna uh, sugarcoat it because uh, you know I'm I'm one of those that I'm mostly uh, I'm I'm a I'm a Democrat. I'm a I can say I'm a moderate Democrat, and 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 people know me. Uh, because of that, because I reach out uh, to across the aisle, you know, I have the respect of the uh, everybody in Winnet, everybody in the state, uh, uh, Republicans and Democrats, because of my way of of, of you know bringing both together. Um, uh, you have to understand that you know the climate. Of course, you know uh, uh, we vote. You know we we follow sometimes the caucus, and you know it's it's sad uh, that we both have great ideas but you know um we have I, i've seen this you know we haven't had the chance the democrats haven't had the chance to really uh, uh bring uh out you know good legislation uh and i can i can tell you in my 20 years i have two pieces of legislation being stolen uh from me as a, as a sponsor and 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 given to republicans and Republicans passed those 
legislations. Uh, 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 so again, you know, it, it, it's it's a, it's a it has changed a bit, and and why? Because when I came in, I was I was it was how many? It was it was three of us mm. representing Winnet Democrat Democrats. So the, the majority of the state, and you have to remember that when I came in uh, in 2003, the Democratic Party, after 130 years of dominance in the state, lost for the first time mm. to Governor uh, to uh, Governor Sonny Perdue. You have to remember that we won the House, we won the Senate, but then five senators switched parties to a Republican to give the majority to uh, the Republican, and then we lost the House two years two years later, and mostly because a lot of rural Democrats switch parties to Republican. Uh, but again, I think uh, at the beginning it was really difficult to do anything. Uh, I was blessed that I have, you know, have passed legislation and co-sponsored some impact legislation in the state. Uh, uh, and it has, it has, I, w- I would say, it, it has changed a bit. And you know why? Because the numbers have changed. Yeah. You know, be- before we were stuck. Let me put it that way. Now, you know, to pass, you know, really meaningful legislation in the state, you know, Republicans need Democrats yeah. to pass some meaningful legislation because of the numbers that we have. You know, any any constitutional amendment, we need 120 uh, 20 votes. They don't have those votes mm. if they don't count in, in with the Democrats. So again, that has changed. So we are, I don't know, we're, you know, very close to being in the majority. You know, hopefully uh, this will be a, 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 a groundbreaking year for us in November. It's all about getting out and, and, and voting. And, and I'm, you know, truly being in the forefront of uh, voter registration and uh, uh, getting getting the vote out. Because I always have to say, as a citizen, that's the most important uh, uh, duty that you have that you can elect uh, uh, the people that is going to be uh, overseeing the state. You know, that's that's. I think it's critical that you can elect your leaders. Uh, and and how do you do that? Is just c- coming out to vote. Absolutely, and and it bears restating that, as you said, we've got to get out the vote. Get out the vote. G O T V. And folks on this show have heard me say it before voting is perhaps the most important thing that you do as a citizen in this democratic republic if you don't vote if you don't exercise the franchise you're not taking full advantage of what's called american freedom and it can be a complex thing but it is what it is out of necessity we don't like it sometimes when others do this that and other or they pass laws that we think are antithetical to what we think is being human. But that's the system under which we live. And if we don't like it, then we've got to show up at the polls. We can't stress that enough. It is critically important. So as we are moving into voting season, please pay attention to what Pedro just said. You know, one of the most important things you can do as a citizen is get out the vote and go and do your duty. Make sure you grab a ballot and you vote without question. Yes. Yes, and that, you know, and 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 it goes to the point, and, and you know that, you know, we need to exercise that role and, and right, and and kudos also to a lot of groups and organizations that are out there every day trying to uh, 
of registered voters because there's so many uh, out there registered voters. And I think they have done a great, a great job. In fact, I, I always put, you know, when I, when I ran for office in 2002, there were roughly uh, 20,000 Latino registered voters. Fast forward to 2022, there are more than 350,000 Latino registered voters. Maybe. More, more. There's more to go, of course, because you know, uh, you have to understand that as as immigrants and and as as folks coming from from uh, 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 places that elections are not important, or maybe they're taken overtaken by the government, or maybe they're corrupt. You know, that that's one thing that. I see that in, in my API community, you know, in my Latino community. Well, I come from Central America, South America, and, you know, I'm, I'm not interested. This is, we have to, we have to educate folks uh, uh, how important it is for us to elect our leaders uh, uh, in, in the state and your county and, and not just state, but, you know, federal, uh, local. I think that's, you know, I always say there uh, that, uh, you know, I, I guess I do bills that I, I voted J or nay and, and impact millions of people in the state of Georgia. But your local folks impacts your life every day. So it's important that we pay attention to those, those local races, mayor, council, uh, uh, school board, commissioners. Those people impact your life every day. So it's not just at the state level at the federal level, but you have to pay attention to those local folks as well. Uh, because, you know, that's, that's, that's where, where, you know, your, your property taxes, uh, you know, your pu public safety, all, all those issues that we bring along, you know, they, they are the ones who takes care of those. Absolutely. And it bears repeating again, we said this one before too, is you want to answer that critical question of why. So, you know, you heard Pedro just say it, you, you've heard me say it before too. Local elections are just as important, if not more important, than when you guys go out there every four years and vote on a president. We have that saying of all politics is local, but a lot of you haven't taken the time to figure out why. But you've heard me use that anecdote around where you want your street to look nice and not have potholes in it. Well, that's a function of your local government. Stoplight at the corner because you're feeling that the traffic is getting too intense and something needs to be done. That's a function of local government. So you got to get mm -hmm. out there. As Pedro said, your school board, the, the, the county commissioners, your mayor, your city council, you need to be aware of all of these things. And I know that often enough, that's where the road perhaps gets a little rough. I won't necessarily call some of us lazy. But you're busy every day of your life, so to speak, and you think, I just don't have time. Well, the 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 requirement, the the need, the necessity is that you make a little time to get to know who is putting their hand in your pocket. And I say that because when you pay taxes, when mm -hmm. you allocate your funds locally, if you don't know who that person is spending the money on whatever then you're missing out and you're doing yourself an injustice. That is about as simple as I can make it as to why you have to pay attention to a local election. And you got to range it all the way up. This year, you hear a lot of us saying vote blue the entire ballot. And that's because those of us that are doing that believe that those are the folks who have your best intentions at heart, whether it's making sure that your street is paved, 
making sure that that easement is actually correct and not being overly aggressive, that things are being built in a manner that doesn't ruin your community, all the way up to recent laws that have been passed at the state level, because you can't skip over one election or one position. They all matter. Be thinking critically, yeah. act appropriately, vote. And, and and if you don't see anything, something right, say something about say it. Say something. You know, because I think that if we keep quiet or, okay, you know, well, I, you know, in voting, for example, well, he's going to win anyway. Well, you know, I, 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 I'm not voting because, of course, it doesn't matter. You know, and I always put that example of the city of Norcross. I carry legislation for annexation uh, 10, 12 years ago uh, for Norcross. And I always put that example because that annexation vote won by one vote, mm. you see. So again, that, that, that's truly important that truly your vote counts. Uh, and, you know, not just say something if you see something wrong, but also, you know, step up and, and run for office. You know, it, 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 I know public life is difficult, you know, and, you know we're supposedly a citizen legislature, public uh, 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 part-time uh, legislature. Uh, but between my professional life, I'm a business consultant, and my political life, and my family, my personal life, you know, I got to juggle all the three things. Uh, but I take time that really, uh, 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 and I know that people that are listening, you know, are, are going to be doing the same because, again, you know, what a beauty that if you have a heart on uh, uh, doing your heart, you know, your heart on doing some good to your community, you know, just say something, argue on, on things, make them better. Uh, uh, but again, you know, step up to the plate and, and, and run for office and, and, and you don't win. Well, it was a great experience. Maybe you come back. If you do, then, you know, you got your the commitment of your, of your constituents to do it, to do it right. So again, you know, I think I, I urge people that, you know, uh, uh, to make sure that they understand that, you know, this is for everyone. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Yes. I wanted to ask you a question, Pedro, about, and this goes to leaning into discomfort on the ideological divide, especially for our minority communities. Um, in particular, uh, I think, there's been a lot of talk lately around black men, but Latinos too, in, in, in general, right? Um, the messaging seems to be missing. A lot of the questions that are coming up are, well, you know, what's the with them? What's in it for me? What are the Democrats saying to me? And in the last election, they had, you know, shown some stats where the opposition, the Republican Party, in many spaces made some inroads and garnered some Latino votes, uh, some black male votes, all of these things. And we can see the disparities and the changes happening and the fact that we have um, Herschel Walker, you know, running for a senator. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? And the question has to be asked, right? Because a lot of folks are asking, why isn't the party doing more of an effort of outreach and, and, and explaining what they are doing and how they're supporting these minority communities. Well, and, 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 and it goes to the question that, you know, what platform of, 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 of what party do, do I identify most 
Yeah. You know, and, and I can say, you know, that I think, uh, uh, and not just in Georgia, this is national. Uh, uh, Latinos, a API, uh, 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 African-American folks, you know, their, 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 their views are more uh, in the middle, you know, and, and, and again, you know, uh, people ask me, I say, well, you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, pro pro business pro family uh, uh I'm, 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 I love my fiscal uh, conservatism you know so I, I like I say before I, I think both party has uh, a lot of good uh what what do how do you identify the most well I identify the most because I like the social issues of the Democratic Party you know helping folks you know yes uh, uh, uh we we haven't had, uh, 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 I think we're, we're struggling on making that message out. Yeah. Uh, uh, but again, you know, you, you can see, for example, AAPI community, you know, folks that are the elders, the old folks, you know, they're mostly you know, Republicans uh, because they come from countries that, you know, were, were really at war or, or, or different situations that they had uh, that they saw that, you know, uh, United States was kind of a, 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 a gatekeeper and a, a safe heaven for them. Uh, but again, you can see the younger folks, uh, and I see that every day. The younger force, the younger folks, had has a different idea of, of how really get into uh, um, you know into the social issues. How can I help help my neighbor? You know, uh, people always ask me and say, "What is the what what is the number one Latino issue?" Uh, uh, and, and I, you know, people immediately say it's immigration. I say, no, you know, immigration is one of them. But I think we all, uh, uh, blacks, Latinos, AAPIs, Asians, you know, we are all our issues are the typical uh, kitchen table issues. You know, uh, uh, public safety. You know, security at my job, uh, health. You know, uh, education. Those are those are really the key issues for every community. Uh, yes, you know, of course, immigration, and you know, I've I've always have uh, 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 you know been in favor of comprehensive immigration reform uh, because again, I think that you know uh, the immigrant community, and then it's not just in the Latino community. The immigrant community is the backbone of the economy of this great country, uh, and and and. The immigration system has been broken for years, and we need to change that. It's not, you know, I see a lot of folks from the across the aisle that, you know, are, are more into the, you know, immigration reform as well, because they know uh, uh, this country needs uh, the immigrants, needs that, 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 that workforce uh, to help. You know, I, I remember, I remember one time, uh, um, uh, uh, governor Nathan Deal, former Governor Nathan Deal, that with this uh, all this immigration uh, uh, bills and everything, and I think HB eighty seven in two thousand eleven just just kill us. And I, I remember I went public saying that you know uh, the the day after the governor signs that that bill, the agricultural industry, one of our main industry in the state was going to lose millions of dollars. But I was right. 
you know, because again, it's not the workers that will plant the seed and, and pick up the crop, but it's also the guy who's going to sell you the seeds. It's going to be the person that's going to sell you the equipment uh, for you to be, uh, to, to uh, uh, have your land uh, 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 worked. Uh, so it's a ripple effect. And I remember uh, uh, it came out in the AJC Atlanta during the Constitution a long time ago, and we're going back to 2011, 2012, that uh, the governor came with the idea of using people in probation to come to the, to the fields to pick up. And I've been in those fields, and I've talked to farmers, and I've talked to workers, and, and uh, uh, using people in probation to come and pick up uh, the crops, uh, I, I remember was, I think it was tomatoes uh, uh, at, at that time, uh, tomatoes or, well, something, I, I, I don't recall. Uh, but again, I remember the AJ, Atlanta Union Constitution saying, well, the first day they had a full crew. By noon, five people left. By quitting time, already have five more people left, leave. Next day, nobody show up. Mm. You know, because again, this is this is something that you know uh, a lot of uh, uh, Americans take this for granted yeah. that you know this is you know back breaking work and nobody 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 does it the, the, the way our immigrant community do, does it and as as cheap as they can do it you see because we are addicted to cheap labor that's that's America. You know, I, I, I was uh, arguing long a time ago uh, that, you know, uh, uh, there's a, uh, this is maybe 10, 12, 15 years ago that the Pew Institute, Research Institute, came out with a, with a study that said that United States needs about 500,000 new low-skilled workers a year wow. to keep up with economy growth. Okay, but what happened? We have only 65,000 visas uh, uh, for people to come legally to the country. And, and those 65,000 visas are for all scales of work, all scales of expertise, all levels of expertise, engineers to the guy that is gonna pick up the crop. So again, uh, and those visas in 20, 30 minutes, they're done, they're gone. Yeah. So again, you know, that that's that was the argument for the uh, Pew Institute saying that, well, we have a need of half a million people a year to to do the low the, the low work. You know, when I'm talking low work is a landscaper, the construction, the roofer, the the the, the farmer, the, the you know, who's going to pick up the, the, the crops. Uh, but we have only 65. So the, the 65,000 visas. So again, you see that the system is broken, and it's been broken for years. So we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do something. And and you know, uh, uh, we're we're like I think I mentioned it before. We're country addicted to cheap labor, yeah. you know, because the bottom line is that those folks, you know, um, um, if you know we uh, are gonna uh, not use uh, the immigrant workforce to build your house. That house is going to cost a lot, okay, uh, uh, to, to, to build. I, I remember one time I had a uh, kind of an anti-immigrant uh, guy, a fellow uh, here, a, a Venetian, 
And uh, this was maybe about 2004, 2005, because you have to understand there also as well, that in my 20 years, you know, uh, tens of, of hate emails that I get, uh, I my life imagine. has been threatened, my car has been vandalized, you know, so I, I remember this guy that he was hitting me and in, 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 uh, uh, as an, you know, as a, uh, 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 with this anti-immigration, you know, message and all that stuff. And I remember WSB TV uh, did an interview of him. He was a realtor, by the way. Mm -hmm. And they did that this interview on a new subdivision that we're building in the back. And you can hear the, the hammers, clack, 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 all over the place. And, and, and the reporter came to him and put his microphone and say, but yeah, why you are such an anti-immigrant, why you don't want these people here when you have those people building those homes in the back? Well, the guy couldn't answer the question. And the guy, in fact, I never saw him again mm. uh, because I think that was a wake-up call. Well, you know, if you're such an anti-immigrant, so, you know, those people are making those homes being full, affordable, uh, uh, and those people are the ones that, you know, you're selling those homes as a realtor, but then you're against those folks that are, you know, putting that roof or, or the cheat rock or, you know, doing the landscaping. So again, you know, we have to, we have to, I, I, I would say, we have to think out of the box uh, in, in this one. You know, we cannot be, you know, uh, 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 on the same mindset uh, that, that has always. I have gotten better, believe me. Uh, because, in fact, last year we had, uh, and, and kudos to him, Representative Casey Cal Carpenter, that he saw that uh, state intuition. This is something that I have been fighting for years, that uh, undocumented uh, students cannot go uh, to the 35 uh, universities or college uh, uh, in Georgia without, uh, without uh, with paying state intuition. They have to pay out-of-state intuition. And I know for a fact, students right now, they're taking one course a semester because that's the only thing they can afford. Wow. So I think, you know, state intuition for undocumented, I think this is something that has to be done. And I, again, I recognize my Republican fellow uh, that has put that, that bill because he understand that, you know, we're missing the brightest. Uh, and, and you, you know, you have undocumented kids. Sometimes those, even, those children don't, don't even know they are undocumented. And that's why, you know, I, I you know, put forward the DACA uh, the, uh, program that takes those kids that were brought here uh, uh, by their parents uh, uh, when they were very young uh, to be really successful citizens of the United States. But we have to get them, you know, DACA has always been one of those question marks, you know, every year. Those, those, they don't know what the president will do, what the federal government, uh, especially Senate and the House at the federal level, what will do, they, you know, TPS, the Temporary Protection Status uh, for Salvadorian and some others. So those are things that they need to be in place. But what could happen when, for what, what needs to happen for us not to do this is comprehensive immigration reform. That's right. And of course, you know, there's so many ways uh, of doing it. You know, okay, you're here 
uh, uh, for how many? I, I know folks that have been here for over 30 years, uh, undocumented. One, another thing, and I'm going to bring this up, and I'm going to probably shut sh it up. <laughs> Driver's license. And I had a bill this year, and I've been carrying the bill for the last, I don't know how, how long, a driver's license. Uh, or, or not driver's license, a driver's permit. Let me put it that way. A driver's permit, you know, because the last thing uh, uh, you want is folks that don't have uh, a, a driver's permit while they're work they're driving. Uh, and I and I and I and I've and I've been and it, it, it breaks my heart. I've been in so many, so many uh forums and I can hear, you know, kids, you know, doing their testimony say, well, you know, that went to work in the morning, he never came back. Mm. Mom went to the grocery store, she never came back, you know. And we had we had we had a we had a couple of sheriffs in, 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 in the state that they used that uh, uh, a, a bill. I forgot the number. Maybe maybe you can you can remember uh, the, the one that you know allows the sheriff uh, uh, once you get uh, uh, in jail uh, that you know you get your uh, uh, immigration uh, uh, notice and then you get the Important. Yep, oh they put you on a plane or a bus. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so so again, you know, I, and and I I I model my last legislation passed. I model to Utah, which is a very strong Republican state and right. very pro business, and and of course it, it, it goes that you know you're undocumented, you've been you know you you live in your place for years, you do a little class on on how to drive the the uh, rules of the road. Uh, uh, it's a, it's a, uh, I remember it's a, it's a yearly renewal. Uh, uh, and I don't know how, I remember how much it was. I think it's a thousand dollars a year. And I even brought a fiscal note with that legislation. How many, how many hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars we can bring, uh, uh to the general fund of the state, uh, allowing those folks because, I've been, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a strong law law enforcement supporter. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm strong to the fact that in 1999, in way before I even thought about running for office, I did the Citizens Police Academy for Winnet County. Mm -hmm. I was the first Latino that went through that program. After that, I have done Norcross and I have done Duluth, both of my cities that I represent, the Citizens Police Academy, because I understand. Uh, uh, I, I wanted to understand, you know, to be in in, in, in law enforcement shoes. Uh, so again, you know, the most fear uh, of, of somebody when they do a traffic stop and that police officer come to your window and, and it's not for him to be able to identify you. So again, this driver permit will help identify you because he will have some personal information of where you live and all that. So again, you know, I think this is something that, you know, uh, every day and I'm, I will probably, uh, I go back next year in 2023, I will drop again that legislation because I, I think it's, it's truly important that, that we get those folks out of the shadows and, and, and you know, they, 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 they pay taxes uh, uh, um, they they build the com an economy, so let's 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 give them uh, um, um, 
what I will say, a safe environment when they go to work, when they go to school, when they go to the store, when they go to doctor's appointment, that they can they can drive. Uh, so again, you know, that's one of the things uh, that you know I've, I've been fighting for this for 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 so long. Wow, and and I just want to reiterate that, and it goes back to something that I've mentioned time and time again, and it's critically important, and I want folks to understand that, right? I've asked folks and admonished, vote as a critical thinker and, and fine. Make sure you find that with them. What's in it for me? I promise you every time the ballot is up, there's something in it for you. It's just often enough, guys, you're not going out there to take a look at what that is. But Pedro just highlighted strong <laughs> with them. I remember when that that big uproar around immigration first started occurring and i can't remember who sponsored the legislation beyond my 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 memory but the thought was let's take prisoners and ask them to do the work that the immigrants were doing when it comes time to you know pick and gather on the farms and it was a horrible experiment it 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 failed it it it, it failed tremendously you know and and it speaks to directly what pedro was saying that there are jobs there are are spaces where there are people working who do the work and they do it well. And they are God-fearing people who pay taxes, who continue to go undocumented, but without question, they contribute to what makes America. We are greedy in a consumerist economy. And if you don't have that lower tier being done some way, somehow, with however many folks we can get, we need 500,000, we got 65, the, the economic engine starts to slow. No one wants to pay $20 for a bag of grapes. But if things aren't built out and produced in just such a manner, that's what you're going to get. Now, I'm not asking you guys to think that deeply about the economic model. You know, supply and demand is real simple. And I'm fond of saying that capacity provided is capacity uh, consumed. If Pedro had his way and these folks could be here safe without fear, then I think that an economic engine would start to hum a lot better. And that's the whiff a minute for that constituency. Why would you vote for Pedro? Because he's trying to sponsor a bill that makes your life that much easier. And in the long run, because let's make no mistake, if you've been here for 30 years as an undocumented worker, without question, you're a de facto American because you're contributing directly to the things that make America great. And I say it again, yeah. make America great and not make America great again, continue to make America great because the goal is to make it better. And we can't be better until you go to a school like where I volunteer at Berkmark. I can look at all those faces, those kids, many of whom do not know whether or not they're documented. And I can assure them that each and every one will matriculate. They can go to a state school if they need to. They can get a loan if they need to. They don't have to worry about getting pulled over if it happens. And that they will be able to live lives of meaning in the finest American tradition. That's what you got yeah. to get. That's what's baked in the people's platform. That's what you vote for. And 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 always think that, you know, yes, you know, we, we want people to come into the United States the, the legal way. That's and right. that's that's the other side's argument. But we're not giving them the tools. We're not giving them the resources to come in legally, to come legally, I'm sorry. Uh, so again, you know, uh, uh, we we need to make sure that 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 we fix this problem uh, uh, again for generations to come because you know it's you're you're, you're right you, you have students that 
they might not know that they're undocumented and they might know it when they go to college or when they're going to apply to college that they cannot go to college number one or you got parents that you know they they have they have a, a life here they 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 they, they don't know Number one, they don't know back home, you know, the, the way of doing things back home because they've been in the United States for so long. They feel Americans. They are Americans. Uh, and, and a lot of the kids don't even speak the language. You know, they're, they have assimilated yeah. to, the, to the fullest as, as American. Uh, so we have to recognize that, you know, and, and we have to help that as well. So, Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And that is very much all to the point. Those are the critical questions. And these are the things that everybody, I think, should consider when it comes time to vote. And, you know, actually, from my perspective, it's an all year activity, even if it's just, you know, folks find the news to be depressing. I get that. Folks find politics to be a pain in the backside. Totally get that. But you should take some time every week, if not every day to recognize what's going on around you and increase that attention, the energy that you're putting out there. When the election is on the table, be active, engage, increase. There's an election coming in November and it's not for me, you know, it's it's really not, not for Pedro. You know, the no. fact of the matter is, is some of you may look at it that way, but just he just told us a great story and a lot of that story was about how he's doing work for you. So it's really about you. It's about you getting engaged and getting out there and voting for the people that can give you what you need in order to make your life that much better. And I say that to our minorities, Latinos, API, Black men in particular. I know a few have told me, said, you know, what have they done for me lately? Well, Pedro just called that out. He said, well, what have you He said, say something. Pedro said, say something. My question is, mm -hmm. what have you said? What have you asked for? Have you leaned in and said, we're part of your constituency. These are the things that are not happening. Well, Pedro can't work on those things if he doesn't know. So you got to put True. the word out there. It's just that simple. True. True. Pedro, All it's right. been so an absolute pleasure. I really thank you for etching the edges with us today. We got it out, my man. We got it out. <laughs> Is there any final well, word you would like to leave for our listeners, please? No. Uh, thank you for for the opportunity, and thank you just you know just to, uh, for people to know a little bit about me and you know uh, uh, what has brought me uh, to this great country. You know, uh, we're be celebrating 28 years uh, uh, in in this great great country, uh, in, especially in Georgia. I've been in, in, in office for 20. That has been a truly a blessing, um, you know, and always pray to God, you know, uh, uh, for for everything that has 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 been done and, and, and for the future of, of not just my district, but for the whole state of Georgia and the country. So so, you know, uh, it, it is important that we we are engaged It's important that, you know, we we make sure that we listen. And 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 of course, if, if you don't like what you're listening you know, have, have a voice. Uh, uh, and, 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 you know, I always have said, you know, I'm, I'm hopefully my, 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 my little grain of rice into this is to make sure that people have a seat at the table. Uh, so when we discuss issues and we will discuss important 
uh, matters that that you have a, a voice uh, uh, in in that discussion. So again, thank you. Uh, remember, register to vote uh, uh, and uh, vote. I, I'm 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 okay, uh, um, but uh, but you know what? I'm my my I'm gonna start my campaign pretty soon. Uh, um, I will do my my canvassing, yard signs, mailers. You know what? I have one of the lowest voter turnout districts in the state. Mm. And and a lot of people say, well, this is because of the diversity that you have because of the immigrant community. But if I if I do all the things that I need to do as, as, a, as a candidate, if I can move that needle, you know, forward and make sure that people know that there's selection and people come out to vote, I'm doing my job. Thank you for the opportunity and be blessed. Thank you. Thank you, Pedro. The hard work of building bridges in order to benefit us all. Voting to support candidates that have your best intentions at heart and are committed to doing the kind of work that serves everyone. Good ideas. Investing in good ideas, no matter where they come from. Engaging locally because it matters. Stepping up to do the work. This is it. This is the way. Thanks, Pedro, for sharing your story with us today. Most certainly, it is an American one. And for sure, thank you for doing the work you do in the community. And for lastly, etching the edges with us today. And of course, we have to thank you, our listeners, for taking the time to engage our podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it, so please like and subscribe. Tell your family, tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Etch the Edges. And don't forget to visit our website at EtchTheEdges.com. Check us out. Join the movement. Express your commitment to the cause. Cause for a better America, a better world. Where we all can stand together at the mountaintop. Do it for America. Indeed, do it for a better world. Be good to yourselves and each other. We'll see you next time.